Hello everybody, uh, welcome to the AVP Galaxy podcast. You're listening to the 15th episode and uh, I'm Corporal Hicks or Aaron Percival depending on how you prefer to know me and with me today is uh, Stafford Deshande. Yo. Um, we have just got back from a studio tour of um, Creative Assembly, you should all know by now, is um, developing Alien Isolation. We had a hands-on uh, with um, a portion of the game which is um, was pretty much what all the uh, all the other press um, press people were were given. Um, so if you've uh, been watching the videos, been watching the re-roll footage, um, it's, it's pretty much just just that level. And I got to say, it's a completely different experience watching it and playing it. I mean, I thought it looked nice from the footage we'd seen, but when we actually got sat down in front of that big monitor, Jesus Christ, it it's was terrifying. <laughs> what 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 did what did you think? I mean, obviously we, we didn't really get too much to well to compare notes. As we just... Um, and to be honest, like you said, it's it's one thing watching it where you're like, oh, there's that and there's that, but actually playing it with the headphones on, being properly immersed in it and it's just the it's the sound more than anything that is what gets you going rather than obviously when the alien itself sees you then then that shit your pants time um but i think the what the way that the world just looked the environment the sounds everything was just exactly as you would want it to be were you expecting it to be that terrifying not really. I mean, I was like, I kind of expected it to be kind of like your first play through Dead Space, where, okay, you know where they come from, you know to deal with them this way after the first time. But the fact that every time I got killed, I tried to do something different, and the alien would adapt to what I was doing as well. It kind of meant that you can't really rely on one kind of thing to get you through. You have to actually think and spend a lot of time hiding and under tables which is the best place to be what place. hiding places did you find uh under the tables and in the lockers i, ne- I never managed to get in one of the lockers um which I, I suppose it really does show the variety of gameplay even in that one little segment i mean um the first time i got killed by it I thought I'll try and be smart. I'll uh, try and you know keep out its way. Um, so I'm watching it on the tracker as it disappears. It disappears right. So I have a quick flick on the map and I think I can get to it if I go left. That'll keep me out of the way of the thing. Um, so I disappeared left. I think I made a little bit too much more too much noise with the sprint. Next thing I know, I hear the thing come in. And I barely had a minute to turn around and say it just grabbed me. I, I, I didn't use Sprint once because, the, well, the few times I did use it, you just get killed mm-hmm. instantly because it's just like bang and it's got you and you hear it screeching behind you and then you're just like, shit. Because once that happened, well, you you can hide, but every time it happened to me, I was like, shit, there's nothing I can do that's going to stop me dying now. Whether it's jumping into a locker or trying to hide under anything, it's just like, you, you, you're done for. Once it saw me, it it got me. It was it was horrendous. 
I, I didn't expect it to be to have that quite uh, quite have that impact on me. Once I'd stopped trying to be a smart ass and rushing around a little bit, um, I was literally hiding behind some crate of something or um, behind a barricade, and I'm there trying to. I kind of wanted to press the peek button and have a look over, but I didn't dare, as in not just from a game from my gameplay perspective and I didn't want to restart but I didn't dare physically press that button and look over I'm just trying to edge away trying to see it above it as much as I can and uh, keep out its way no I, I did the opposite of, uh, at, the, at the beginning because I was like I wasn't sure what to expect so I went round I was scavenging off corpses and yeah, yeah. picking things up out of uh, boxes and stuff like that I mean that's how I first found a locker and I was just in locker and I was like oh this is cool um, stood in there for a couple of minutes um, not really doing anything um, but then it's once when the alien actually appears out of the ceiling hatch that that I thought was really well done because you just kind of you don't really you just hear like a boom and then it just drops down you're like oh shit mm. it was a really good reveal I'll give them that Jesus but there wasn't that locker. Wasn't that inside one of the rooms? Wasn't that a bit out of the way? There was. There's quite a few lockers. There was a few around the outside, and like the the first locker I did was in pretty much the second hallway after the lights all flicker on, and then you went. I went around there, and I was like, "Oh, there's a locker there." And I was like, "Can I interact with it? Do I look inside the locker?" And I was like, "Nope, hiding inside the locker." But I think a cool feature would be if you're in a locker. If you lean forward, your head should knock on the locker, like in uh, Metal Gear Solid, and that could potentially give away your position. But... I, think, I think I remember reading that there was a option to um, lean in towards the grating, so you could actually see. Oh no, you you could do it. in the lockers. You can either lean forward and look out of the grating, or you can lean backwards and watch on your motion tracker um, for any movement. Okay. I thoroughly enjoyed it i wasn't expecting to like it as much as i did um like i said it, it's the it's the footage that you've already seen that bit is apparently from somewhere in the middle of the game yeah about i think they said about halfway through mm. so we've already at that point we know about the creature i think there was a bit of dialogue where she talks about it's here um kind of thing so we didn't really give us much of a um, preview on on the narrative, on the on the story of the game, but more on the experience that they expect people to to buy it for and to enjoy it for. Um, yeah, because that's going to be the core experience that people are going to want is the I wouldn't say thrill because it's it's more just shit your pants terror mm-hmm. of being in a confined space with with the beast, as it were. It was. It was. It was. I can't. I can't voice it. It was. It was literally that terrifying. I mean, I had to calm myself down when we came out. Oh, well, that's the thing. When once I'd finished playing, I literally re- put my hand over my heart, and it was literally just beating non-stop. And I was like, "This is probably the f- the first time a game's made me come that close to actually dying physically." <laughs> See, I, for me, my interest in in the franchise has always been being terrified. Because that—that's how I got obsessed with it as a kid. Because it, it terrified me, it gave me nightmares. And I remember always trying to. Don't you laugh. 
but it, it, I used to try and sneak peeks with my dad playing Alien Trilogy and when I finally was able to play on that AVP Classic I wouldn't dare leave the APC um, for ages because <laughs> it, it, it shit me up that much and this is this is the feeling I got with, with the demo I mean I don't know how I'm going to cope playing an entire game like that I don't think I've got the manhood for it but I, th- I, th- I think obviously I think from what obviously they've told us as well with a few bits I think obviously it is going to be a lot of points like that with the highs and the lows and I mean because you, you can't have that non-stop for what 10 15 hours how long it's going to be because you just I don't I wouldn't necessarily get too much but it would just kind of be making it overly difficult yeah. because it it was very hard mm. to get to get through that just small section which is pretty much a corridor and a couple of rooms i think i died um, about four or five times yeah no i think i was i was the same once or twice thinking that i'd got to the airlock but but it surprised me how smart the alien was as well where i mean a few times where if I saw him going one way, I'd try and sprint round the other, and he'd hear me, and then he'd run round to cut cut me off. And at the end, when I was trying to get into the airlock, I just activated it. The countdown was going. I was hiding behind a box, and he just stood in front of the airlock door for a couple of minutes. And I was like, "Please, just go away. I just want to go through the goddamn door." And then at some point, like it was coming around one side of the box I was in, so I'd go around the other side, and then he'd peek himself around the, the other side, and I was just like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> it, it really is so different to what we're used to I mean I've, that helpless feeling was amazing in in, in a twisted oh, yeah, no, kind of cause, sense because you, you do feel like I mean I, I just pressed the button and I was, I was like oh I've got, I've got a wrench I can swing and I was like I'm not going to use that because that's not going to do anything that's just going to make it more angry um, but I, ne- I never kind of thought maybe use that to distract the alien by like hitting one piece of the room and then going hiding on the other side of the room but I mean, obviously, that's something you can you can try. I I don't know how well it will go because most other things that I planned didn't go well at all. I think there are going to be uh, distraction mechanics in it. I'm pretty sure they've they've said that, and I quite like the idea of it. I mean, we're scavenging all these parts. It'd be cool to be able to make like a little timed baby explosive somewhere and hide it in a corner and not, not an explosive of a baby, though. I hope no. As in a small explosive. There we go. That that sounds a bit better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there is because I mean, of the of the scraps I found, you get like scraps. I think I found like um, a little bit of gasoline or something. So maybe you'll be able to do like makeshift molotovs to just create a wall of fire between you for a couple of minutes to just kind of plan yeah, your escape. Yeah. I I quite like the model as well. Um, it it looks so imposing. Uh, I mean, I spent most of my bits crouching, so there's this massive alien towering. I spent the whole time crouching. I didn't stand up once because I was just like, I'm not going to stand up because he'll see me. But I, th- I thought the model itself looked really impressive um, for for the alien itself. I mean, personally, I don't, I don't mind the legs because I'm not that nitpicky. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just want a really good game as long as the alien looks like an alien and feels and acts like an alien which is what it's what they've done at the moment then i'm i'm thoroughly excited for it i did quite um i mean i'm not terribly fussy about the legs either but God, probably... we're clearly not hardcore, hardcore <laughs> fans, are we? well 
you know, when when they were showing us the um, the animations of the model in action, I could totally see what they mean with mm. the speed they were getting that thing at. Yeah, um, I can see it looking dopey with you know, the human. Me- mentally imagining it with uh, with human legs would just make everything look a bit kind mm. of I don't know, a bit special. Yeah, it, it did. The 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 um, what do they call them? Digigrade legs gave it a bit of uh, fluidity in its movement and. It, it worked. Um, the design itself, yeah. as well, even even though the legs weren't part of that biomechanical um, suit, did did look the part. I mean, you know, I didn't ask him to zoom in 150% and get a look at all the nuts and bolts on it, all but the it, pixels and the polygon counts and it, it looked it looked the part. Um, and it it was the first time in ages that I've been genuinely like. I really don't want to look at it. I really don't want to. But I, re- but I really, really want to. I do. I do want to see it because I, well, I want to know where the hell it is. Mm. But I mean, that's the thing. I don't think I ever saw the alien in full view while playing. Like there's only been like fleeting glimpses as yeah. as it went around the corner. I tell a line that there's one bit where I was actually hiding next to a door frame, and the alien came through and walked the other direction. <sighs> I was just like, fuck <gasps> me. I was just like, my heart was literally just like. Boom, boom, and he just went the other way, and I was like, "I'm just going to sneak around the corner." Got to a checkpoint, then got killed. But any any time I try, I even saw a glimpse of him. I was ducking back down and out the way. I, mm. I only ever really caught glimpses of like the back of him, the top back yeah. of him, or or his head as he was starting to turn towards me. And I shit my pants and went and hid. Um, I th- I think what they've done as well is they've actually given you checkpoints at good locations mm. whereas I think some games that obviously have you go through probably half, two thirds of the sequence before getting a checkpoint after the objectives were kind of quick enough obviously depending how long you take um, that once you've got an objective you've got a checkpoint so you're not constantly having to redo the areas over and over um, a- apart from the, the last dash to the airlock which was which was painful so very painful mm. That was that was absolutely oh, nail biting. I mean, because we're seeing the footage, I knew how it was going to end. But to actually get the nerves to make that dash for it, I mean, because like you said, uh, he sort of hovered around around it because it was moving. It had attracted his attention. Yeah, because uh, it had been like making noises and like yeah. I was I was there like, oh god, please be quiet. It won't leave. It won't go if you keep doing this noise and. You know, I, I had to sort of please go, please move. That tension while I was I was waiting for my moment to go, because the it, the AI and it was bloody brilliant. It was so unpredictable. Um, yeah. I mean, the yeah, I was worried about the replayability of of the game, but even on that one minute section we played, each time we played, the alien did something different, and it had you go in a different way I mean it wasn't linear there was different paths for you as a player to take different... yeah no definitely it was, I think in the area where he first pops down from the ceiling once you've got the thing there's three ways you can go out the room and I think two of those ways almost always got me killed by the alien with the third way being like the longest way round so I was just like okay just gonna have to man up and, and 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 do that and pray that it doesn't come around that corner. You see, that's what I tried to do the first time. I tried to go the long way round, and that was the one that got me killed the fastest. Mm. 
So it was it was the one where I actually followed the direction it went that I survived the longest in. So that it's it's just that dynamic. It's everybody's gonna have a different experience with this. It's, oh no, definitely. It's not gonna be the same for any any two people. I mean the fact that every every time we both played it today we had a different result each time. And you finished before me as well and I started before you. So Yeah, that's because I'm I'm just better than you. <laughs> well, come on. Let's not and get into to that. be fair, you were shitting your pants as well, weren't you? So. Yeah. I, I was I was doing the nervous laugh thing whenever whenever <laughs> it caught me. No, I, I did hear that a couple of times. I think I was just like, Okay, deep breaths. <laughs> Calm down. Just come on, let's go. I bet they were having a right laugh stood behind us. That, that'd be the best thing about the job, just standing there mm. watching people absolutely shit themselves. So I remember them saying as well, one of the guys got so scared that they like leant back and nearly kicked the uh, kicked the monitor. <laughs> they, uh, they mentioned that one, um, one of the European press actually came out and handed his controller back in and says I really want my friend to play that well my colleague to play this because he couldn't handle it I, I, Europeans eh I know we're terrible aren't we I, I honestly think they're onto something they're onto something special with this I think as long as they don't make any big mistakes I, I, I th even with if there's a few bits that aren't great it's still going to be uh, I think it's still going to be amazing if only for the for the alien for the alien sections because they're just they're so impactful when you actually play them and the the tool set that you're probably going to get as the game progresses as well it's going to make those encounters even more varied i mean as it was it was varied for us but we had naff all to use and um, what with you know we know they're using a crafting system we know you can make tools we we know that you've got the ability to distract it so I can see even, you know, the, the further encounters all playing, having that possibility of a million different things you can do, a million different things the alien can do. This it, It's just going to be Yeah, because so obviously big. if it's going to be learning as the game goes on as well, you can't always rely on what might have worked before to get by. One thing we didn't get to ask was about the scripted appearances. Did you notice on the... They showed us a sort of flowchart of the alien behaviour. Um, was that the simple one or the more complicated one? I think, well, um, no, it was the complicated one, actually, where it talked I, about... I, I didn't look through that one too much because it was too complicated. Well, um, for those listening, they, sh they showed us a sort of flowchart of um, behavioural triggers um, with, the, with the alien AI. They, they said, you know, Deshande says complicated, but it... it was very simplified for what I imagined the coding to be doing. But it it basically showed us um, certain triggers, and if the alien behaved in a certain way, um, its its environmental sensors picked up certain things. It'd do this, it'd do that, um, several loops and stuff like that. But it also um, one one branch was a scripted branch, and there was another branch that seemed to be the dynamic spawning one where so what what I'm assuming from that is there are certain points in the game where the alien spawn is triggered it is scripted like the one we played um, where it slinks down from the ceiling yeah um, 
but there are other, there also appears to be other ones where it's not it's not scripted. Well, I think that's what you could tell because with the with the one where it drops down from the ceiling, that was all in a in a cut scene, and then obviously the other ones would just be the dynamics spawning out of vents and popping down to fuck you up. See that I kind of like the um, the dynamic spawning thing because one of the things I really loved about Rebellion's original AVP was that as a original the 2001 was that they on that day they all sort of spawned up in the vents out of the way and that wasn't terribly complicated but that had some variety in in how the aliens reacted to you as well so they could drop down from different points and um, sense you and come after you and stuff like that and I'm really really looking forward to seeing how it works out in isolation with this advanced AI they've got I mean we we heard it in the ceiling when we played and I'm there sort of like with the tracker like oh god oh god please don't come down from the ceiling trying to check where it is I think the worst bit as well is when you've got the tracker out you've got a dot and you're like it should be there but it isn't mm. what am I going to do <laughs> the world looked lovely as well I was trying not to get distracted I kind of wanted to um, have a look at all the extra little bits and bobs um, have a look outside the windows and taking everything but it was just it was that immersive that i couldn't quite bring myself to yeah well i went through the the first area quite a bit before you first encounter the alien having just looking around the corpses and all the stuff on the wall and it is like just so very reminiscent of of alien right down to the the decals on the wall um bits and bobs sitting around the mugs just everything and i, I did quite like the design of, of of the station. I mean, it, it's very reminiscent of the Nostromo, which sort of, you know, begs the question: why does it look so similar? But you know, I, I can understand um, the idea of it not necessarily Nostromo not necessarily being belonging to, as in being built by Whaling Utani or there's these quick, cheap, prefab kind of uh, yeah environments. It's just kind of even even with architecture these days a lot of the stuff you see getting built is very similar to other things you look at victorian buildings they'll all look quite similar be it on one side of the country to another so i think obviously going with kind of a standardized design for stuff like that just would kind of make sense in the kind of the set the the view of the future that obviously you've got in alien and it worked well it it did look good it 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 felt enough like the environments we'd seen from alien to feel like you were nearly playing alien and then it throws this whole new whole new environment at you that looks so so similar but so different that yeah it expanded on it really um, really nicely just just from the design point of view yeah i mean it looks it looks similar enough that you're instantly drawn and you're like okay i know this environment i know this i recognize that and then you've obviously all got the new bits as well that obviously you haven't seen um things like i mean there wasn't that much obviously i noticed by not getting chased around with all the uh from the environments you got i mean a lot of the stuff was kind of expanded versions of stuff that we that we'd already seen like the cafeteria area uh computers and stuff like that it's all very very it's like very similar but also kind of disarmingly similar what else was there fucking alien fucking chasing us all the fucking time Bastard. I did quite like the music that we heard as well. 
the, the music was great. Yeah, the music was excellent. And it was it was nice to to hear that original. Um, they took us into the into the sound uh, department, audio yeah, department, audio department to show us some of the uh, some of the tracks. They they were telling the story of how, how they got this random box that nobody knew what it was. Um, Creative Assembly have had access to Fox's vault, um, so Fox had been transferring um, tapes and audio reels, sending it over for for them to use, and. Someone at Fox had found this uh, random unmarked box with a reel in it that had just said something like Alien um, M&E. Um, they had no idea what it was, they just transferred it in, sent it over to Creative Assembly and it turned out to be the um, the source material for some of the some of the sound effects that were used um, in the music. So you had the eerie um, sort of metallic Kind of sounding from um, from on the planet uh, from an, on LV426, and that sort of weird space sort of wind sound effect that was in um, that was in the title sequence. So it was really cool to see. No, they they've got access to all that, and the track that they they showed uh, showed the track that they let us listen to felt so obviously alien it had some of the movements in it it had some of the overture in it but it still it still moved away quite nicely um, and and i love the sound of the um the dynamic um music that they were playing with yeah that 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 was really really quite interesting and obviously to see how they're gonna how they're gonna carry that um throughout the game and obviously with the encounters yeah but the, what they basically showed us was um with with the alien being so dynamic, they couldn't really, they couldn't put a normal score together that that played through, and it did this at this point. And when you're in this room, this is supposed to, this um, scripted event happens, and this music goes on that. Um, so they were showing us a um, dynamic music system that they've got, where um, it was triggered based the music. Uh, there's three sort of tracks on this example that that we were shown. It's an ambient background one, and then two other tracks, a um, tense one. Um, and it was triggered based on the uh, alien's awareness. It's the AI's awareness of what was happening and what was happening to the player. So um, if the AI sensed you, um, this track would increase in volume. Or if the distance was closer or further away to you this other track would increase or decrease in volume um, I mean it was a very interesting very interesting uh, way of doing it and I did I did really like that and I, th- I think it'll work really well with obviously having dynamic audio to go with the dynamic alien that's obviously reacting to you the player which is obviously the most dynamic thing is obviously we can do whatever we kind of want in the game whether it's the smartest thing or not. So uh, overall, I, I really enjoyed the. Uh, I really enjoyed the visit. I mean, the the, the guys seem to um, seem to really be into it. Yeah, everyone there seems so enthusiastic about the project and so interested and wanting to make it obviously the best the best alien game it can be. Not not just for the for the franchise, but focusing on just making. Bring, making the alien scary again. 
they bloody well succeeded. At least, uh, at least on our side, our little tour. Oh yeah, no, I, I, on the one side I want to play it more, and then the other side I'm like, no, 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 I'm just going to put that in a box and put it in the ground. Like, it's like it's like Jumanji. It's like, well, that was fun, but I don't really know if I should do it again. <laughs> oh, I, you know, what? I'm gutted he, he couldn't really tell us more about the after after support they got planned. Well. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised, but you know. I mean, with with it being such a single-player focused game, I mean, I understand that it's very, you know, we're, we're saying this is very dynamic. It's, there's a lot of differences in in your playthroughs, but it it would be nice to know if there's anything else planned. I'd I'd love for. I mean, if if the game system works well enough for us, um, if they did sort of mini campaigns, not necessarily following the storyline of of. Um, the game itself but other other sort of mini campaigns to go along with it maybe even branch out and do a co-op specific sort of mini campaign because for the games for Clone and Marines as flaws it was sort of fun to pop it in with your mates and I'm not sure how well co-op would work in isolation though because obviously with the alien reacting hmm. to things like that co-op could potentially make it too easy for you um I mean, but obviously, that's the thing. Being being a single well, a single player only game, that I mean, to me, I'm happy with that because I don't want to have tacked on co-op, tacked on multiplayer, mm. anything like that. I want everything to be focused on making the best single player game and story that it can be. And that's the problem with a lot of games these days. I find is that they're so concerned with getting multiplayer in because that's the main kind of selling point these days, having a good multiplayer that they kind of forget about making single player worth playing. Um, but I think with this, they're, they're definitely well on the right track. Um, I mean, just from what we played there, add-on content, I mean, spin-off stuff I'm be too short. I mean, possibly like a, uh, a prequel thing so that where you find out what happens on the, I can't remember the name of the station, the Sevastopol. Yeah, that's it. Um, Potentially, with some of the some of the people that are already living there, when obviously whatever happens happened, um, something like that, I believe, could be could work really well. Um, and obviously, it all depends on sequels, stuff like that. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a guaranteed that you'll have DLC, but you look at a lot of Creative Assembly stuff, at least the the Total War games, they've all had fair amounts of DLC and expansion packs. Obviously, with it being their obviously second console game, that you're never quite sure. Um, but I mean, the fact that it is their second console game and it's looking as good as it does and it's working well with the controller is, I think, is reason enough to be very excited for it. I I'm looking forward to the experience of trying the whole thing out. Um, I like that they're not at this point focusing much on um, on revealing too much of the narrative. I mean, we know very little about what's sort of happening in the making yeah. history around the whole alien presence and everything. No, you've got the basic the basic outline that we were given and that's it. And I think it's a better way, especially for a single player game, because for things like Call of Duty, oh no, people are gonna blow up the world and you're the only one that can stop them and blah 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 blah. Um, whereas with this I think they're gonna wanna keep a lot of the story under wraps because that is the main the main selling point. Yeah. It's obviously having the story and and dealing with, with with everything that goes with it, and I think if 
I think if they can have a good enough story that it will that it will draw people in. I mean, it's coming out what November time, so it's going to have a lot of a lot of competition. But I mean, it's not necessarily going for the same audience that that COD and everything else is. Mm-hmm. But I th- I, th- I think that. I, I really hope that it's going to be as good as as it was today for the duration of it, and that, that and that it is successful enough to warrant um, additions and more more alien games, not not aliens ones, mm. because I think th- this is the kind of the kick up the the arse that the franchise game needs is that it can't keep relying on aliens because everything else is done pretty much aliens now with space marines and machine guns and. To be quite honest, compared to the Aliens games, most other games have done it better than than the Aliens game have. But I think this this is a game that's truly going to be as not as close to the first one as possible, but in the kind of the the terror and the tension and just not wanting to go around the corner um, and wanting to just take your time and take it take it slow and just try and play it as safe as possible. Couldn't have come at a better time as well. I mean. Um... We're obviously everybody's fed up of, of the shooters, uh, the shooter mobs and zombies. And zombies. Fuck zombies. And ev- even then, this this is completely different to the um, the mainstream sort of horror survival things that we're getting at the minute. I mean, um, I've got to stop saying. I mean, Res- uh, Resident Evil third person, um, Dead Space third person kind of thing, and they're all going the way of the action. Sort of shooters. And that's the thing. The, the first Dead Space, and the, I mean the second one as well, is probably a lot more similar in that a lot of that's based on a like, abandoned space station. I thought those two got it, got the atmosphere really good with making the enemies a viable threat. There's kind of a mix between aliens and ends is that a lot of the enemies are fairly cannon fodder, and once you know what to do, you can take them down. But you've also got the bit where you've got the dread and the tension going around a lot of corner a lot of corners even with things like in dead space dead space 2 with the uh necromorph babies um that go around and explode everywhere um stuff like that was just like genuinely creepy but i mean yeah things like resident evil have pretty much from four onwards they've just made it into let's just shoot everything in the face zombies kind of aspect which is why I mean, that's the thing. I haven't heard anything about New Resident Evil game for a while, so I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of have a look at isolation and be like, look, this is what we need to try and get back to, actually making it scary um, again. So it it will be nice to see the franchise get that sort of fresh breath of fresh air. I mean, even even the books are going down the alien route at the minute. Um, so it's going to give us that change that we've been longing for. I hate saying take it back to its roots but taking it on into a different direction in which well, no, yeah, else it is it is taking its back to its root it's it's making alien scary again which they did in alien and they did in alien 3 as well um aliens as much as i like the film it does just it it makes them lose their a lot of the appeal to me anyway in that they are just there to be shot i mean obviously with the Marines obviously losing most of their weapons at the beginning, if they had had most of their weapons, who's to know? Since as Ripley can quite easily take out two or three at the end on her own um, without any prior training whatsoever. So I just think, I mean, I'm not saying Aliens is a bad film because I know that the the ten people or so that listen to the podcast will uh, will probably be quite unhappy if I say that it is, but it's. Uh, no, I definitely think Alien and Alien 3 are the stand-up ones because they're about making it scary. 
and that's what the franchise should be about it shouldn't be a shooter it should be about making sure that you're trying to survive because I mean, even in essence that's what aliens boils down to when you've got a handful of people left all they're trying to do is get out and survive and not have a stand up fight and go and shoot the queen in the face or whatever it's all about just trying to get out of there and I think that at its core is what the, the alien franchise in itself is about it's about survival with all the odds against you yeah, I can I can definitely see see where you're coming from with that. I mean, and I resent you saying ten people. I'm sure more than ten people listen to this. Okay, okay, eleven. I don't know why we bother then. But no, it's nice to to be able to to have a different objective to the game uh, that, that that does feel more in line with with how the films were were crafted. Um, so I'm I'm really really looking forward to. Seeing the final product, I, I still just want to know if there's going to be a damn collector's edition because I'm going to be like sold. Yeah, oh, I make the foolish mistake of buying the collector's edition regardless of reviews or anything. <laughs> so I do. Yeah, I, I, I did that for Clone Marines as well. That being said, the the, the actual statue is it's quite cool. too bad. Yeah. The box was nice. Well, mine's still in the box. I never took it out of the box because I quite like the the little uh, cargo bay. Oh, you know, the box itself is... I'm keeping mine in there, up next to my Batarang and Batman from Arkham City and, and all, all my other nerd nerd cheek. Well, by the, the time everybody's listening to this, uh, my written preview and the uh, transcript of the interview should be up. Um, so, I hope you've enjoyed us uh, recalling today, and uh, I hope you're as excited for it as, as we are. I hope we don't come across... You should be. You should be. <laughs> It, it was that impressive for us. Yeah, I mean, I mean th- this isn't just us trying to upsell it. I'm just genuinely extremely excited for this. I've been—I don't think I've ever been this excited for for an alien game. It, it wasn't just about popping down there and, and playing it. It was, it was the fact that the experience was actually that that impactful on us. Yeah, it was actually an, an experience, whereas. Things like, I mean, most games these days, they don't really leave a lasting impact. Um, whereas obviously this has in the fact that I was still just, I mean, for literally about five minutes after I got out of the of the game, I was sat there and I was just like heavy breathing. My, my legs were shaking a bit and I was like, wow, this is actually just absolutely blowing me away. Well, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully we're going to see more awesome stuff on the way. And I know there's more than ten of you. I was just being pedantic. <laughs> and also thanks to uh, Creative Assembly for giving us the opportunity to pop down and experience isolation today. Yes. Because um, it was it was a good way to spend a Tuesday. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you that. We can't forget Creative Assembly. We can't. No, they were they were excellent for to us as well. Absolutely, yeah, treated us very well. So big props to them. Um, hopefully we'll we'll actually get to enjoy your game and it is as good as it seems to be at the minute. If not, I'm going to hunt you all down. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not the really. The Shandy that's, knows where you work now. That's that's a bit too extreme, even by my standards. Not really, I think that's pretty standard for you. How dare you? How dare you? So yeah, so this is uh, Corporal Higgs. And Deshande signing off. <laughs>